And what's happening, world? We are back. Back to it. Back to it. This is your part two of this newest episode of Conversations of the Heart with Brad Cole and Zach Klein. And we have been diving into this topic about Valentine's Day and then about sad, sad day, you know, single awareness day, which the title sad sounds very sad. And so we were talking about, you know, the different people groups and different people out there that, you know, kind of see Valentine's Day as such a sad thing, you know, because they don't have someone, they don't, you know, have someone that's like loving them on that day and treating them special that day, or Valentine's Day is just a remembrance of just how they don't have someone. And, um, you know, that has so much negative connotations, and we said to the point where some are actually depressed. And it breaks my heart. I hate that, you know what I mean? And I just know that, you know, I mentioned that, like, I used to live back in that time uh, as well, because I was single at one point for a very long time. And um, some might say, well, not as long as me. Okay, I get it. We're, we're, we're going to get there. So, um, you know, <laughs> because it hurts. It sucks, you know, that feeling that we get. And so what I wanted to talk about moving into the second segment is some of the reasons why. Uh, some of the conversations of the heart, the, the matters, the nature of the heart, rather, that we're experiencing. Uh, response is the second subject here that we wanted to bring about. And the way that we respond is almost always because of what we're already believing. We're believing something about, in this context, Valentine's Day. We're believing something about the relationships all around us. Uh, you know, for someone, I know people who say, you know, I'm not loved. People are not loving me. You know, they're not loving me at all. They're not loving me the way that I need or deserve. And like most people don't say that, but some do. Um, there's all these different responses that people feel in their hearts and then they speak them out. They say, I'm not loved. You know, they're, they're not, you know, these people are not loving me right or loving me well or whatever the case may be. And there's two groups of people. There's one group of people that that's honestly true. There is some, you know, broken people that cannot love well. Okay, that is a 100% fact. Okay, there's the human beings out there are imperfect people. And if you just turn on the news and get on Facebook for like five minutes on each, and you will see how badly broken people are, that they cannot communicate in a healthy way that nurtures and saves the relationship. They communicate in a way that glorifies how they feel, only how they feel, only what they think. And I need to get that out. And not only do I want to get it out there, I want you to feel it and I want you to receive it, period. I don't care about anything else. I don't care about how you feel. I don't care about what you're experiencing in your heart. I don't care about what you're going through. I just want you to hear my heart and what it's saying. So let me put the mic up to it. The mic is saying, I mean, the, the heart is saying, you know, you, I need you to love me unconditionally. I need you to see me and feel the pain that I feel. I need you to hear exactly the things that I'm hearing in my heart that make me feel worthless, that make me feel I have no value. You know what I'm saying? Every day I wake up and I go to work or I don't go to work, whatever the case is for whoever, you know, um, I just feel that like I'm a lost cause. I feel like I'm a failure at life. You know, these are all the things that some people are carrying in their heart and it makes them feel like their value is so low. So when your value is that low, it doesn't matter how well people are loving you. If you don't realize that and get the healing that you're needing in that area, it's like if a vase is broken and it has cracks in it and you pour water into it, it's called love, it's gonna leak right out. Some people, it leaks out really fast because they got some really big uh, areas of brokenness. Some people, it just seeps out over time. 
and all of a sudden you turn around and they're saying, I'm not loved, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm not loved. You know what I mean? No one's like thinking of me, no, one's, no one cares about me. And I'm like, that's weird because I can actually see and remember and date all the moments, all the interactions, all the efforts that people put forward to love these people. You know what I'm saying? I was there, I was actually one of those people. But then to have that person also say, I'm not loved, and I'm not loved, you know, uh, well or whatever. Well, here's the other thing about the human heart, the heart that God gave us. Our appetite of our heart is astronomical. We underestimate our heart. We always hear about love, good, lust, evil. Lust is bad. What is lust? In some form, lust is, the, is a polluted version of love that is unhinged. It's love that says, I no longer care about the person and outcomes. I just want it. That's lust. Lust puts everything else to the side that really matters and has value so that it can gain what it wants. And that's to satisfy the appetite of the heart. And that's why God promotes self-control. He didn't try to control everybody and said, control everyone. He said, it's important for you to have self-control because your heart can have longing so great that it will literally wreck your life. But everyone says, follow your heart. You know, go with your heart. Let it go. Do it, do it, do you, do your thing, whatever. What I'm saying is, is we underestimate the power of desires in our heart. So some of these people, because they're not aware of the, they underestimate their heart, you know, it's like they're never getting enough love. Mm -hmm. They're never satisfied. I mean, even in marriage, let's just talk real talk. There's moments where you can look at your spouse and be like, did you forget everything I just did for you today and let alone the last, the last six, seven days of this week? There's so much. So that why, would you, why would you take this one moment and say, I, you know, I don't feel loved in this moment or I feel like I'm not being seen or I don't, I don't feel like I'm being cared about right now. I'm like, well, I'm sorry I made a mistake, but I feel like the last X amount of years have been full of me loving. Now, I've never said that. I'm just talking again from what's mm. going on in the heart. Yeah. These are conversations of the heart. I did not all, of the, not all the things that I'm speaking are things that can be quoted to me saying in public. Yeah. Okay. So the point I'm getting at is these are the things that we're experiencing in our heart where we lash out from and we respond from a place of this desires not being met. You know, the brokenness that's in there, even that's underneath of these desires that are influencing these desires, they're literally spinning these desires out of control to where we let out a response that is so irrational, so selfish, so self-serving, and we just wanna get it out. But the truth of the matter is, is that you are so loved and cared about. So why do you wanna take a rod and hit the person that you love? Why do you wanna inflict them with you know, uh, words that you're not gonna take the time to think about before you speak? Mm -hmm. Because what I'm getting to, and we talked about this earlier, is this very important point. When you respond, what do you optimally want to gain? Because if it's not a closer relationship and a deeper understanding and a clear communication of how you think and feel and in a way that nurtures the relationship, if that is not in the forefront of your mind, you are already taking the steps to destroy that relationship. And what you're doing is glorifying yourself above the other. This is a very simple truth the Bible has articulated that we just kind of gloss over and don't understand what it means. And most of society doesn't want to look at it because they're like, no, it's all about me. The scriptures that read, you know, to put others above yourself, you know, to lift each other up. 
no, 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 no. I need you to understand how badly hurt I am and how I feel. And if that causes you to be upset and angry and hurt, well, that's on you. That's your problem. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. The, the relationship is not the goal. You know what I'm saying? When you turn on the news and you look at politics, politics, they, they put so much on Trump and they blame Trump. And I'm not saying I'm a, I'm a huge fan. I'm a Trump supporter. Don't get it twisted. Just listen to what I'm talking about. Politics in general are divisive. You choose between one side or the other. Mm-hmm. Okay? So you have people out there that are just banking off the responses of everybody else, not doing their research, not not looking into every avenue possible to find out, like, what's the truth? You know what I mean? Things of that nature. They're just going off of reactions and responses. You know what I mean? Like, how many likes did this get? Or how much fuss did this create? And the news, that's all they do anymore, is they just stir up all of this drama of what could be or what seems to be said and get everybody all emotionally riled. Because if you can control the desires and the feelings, the emotions in somebody's heart, you got them. You got them. That's why we tell story, because story is a is a is a tool that pulls on your heartstrings. That's why the commercials we watch. I mean, they're just even more like even really funny. But some of them now have such a theme, like a movie cinematic feel to them that it pulls you in to where you're just like, dang, you know, I really should buy those pair of shoes. They're that comfortable. Or the Carhartt. I really should get those pants. I mean, he just they those pants changed his life. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not the same person anymore. He's now Aquaman, for heaven's sake. Those Levi's. Oh, man. I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what's going to mm. get older, the, the jeans or him. I mean, anyway, it's all another story. No, I, I think that's very true. <laughs> he does not age. He's like, I'm not going to break and neither do my Levi's. You know what I'm saying? I, I ain't retiring from these jeans. God bless him. There's nothing wrong with these jeans. Anyway, <laughs> the point I'm getting at is that we're responding from where we're believing. Mm-hmm. And our heart is just so hungry for so many things. And that's why we need something out there that can actually meet those desires. That's God. We have desires that are so powerful and strong. We underestimate them and we burn bridges because we underestimate our desires of our hearts. We want to be loved. Okay, I get it. But you can't force anybody to love you. The one of the ways that helps people to love you more is to communicate, for one, to realize yourself, how do I feel loved? What do I need to feel more loved? And then to have that realistic picture in your head that the people around you are also dealing with things. And sometimes, yeah, they're going to be a little more thinking about themselves because of what they're experiencing and what they're dealing with. It's not because you don't have value and you're worthy and it's not because they don't love you. It's just that we're all trying our best to literally just ebb and flow and learn and grow in life. And so some people are in just different places. In college at North Greenville University, that's where I went, I had a moment where I had like a, a, a mini fight with God. And I, I remember yelling and screaming during my prayer time because yes, I do that sometimes. God is like, bring it to me. Don't go out and screw around and jack up and hurt my children. Bring it to me. If you're pissed, give it to me because I can take it. And not only can I take it, I will not condemn you, nor will I judge you because I get it. I understand your desires are hard to control. I understand that you're hurt. I understand you have this lie, this feeling that nobody loves you. Even though I've given you this whole life, I gave you the life that you have. Yes, some things don't look beautiful, but if you can let me heal the brokenness in your heart, I can still show you where the good and beauty is in life, despite how life seems. Mm. 
And that's how good he is. That's how much he loves us. He actually wants to help us, and but he wants us to be honest with ourselves of what we need, what we're experiencing, and just to bring it to him. Because then he can specifically move in those areas. You know, and he's done that in my life. In college, this moment, I'm angry, and I said, God, why are these people treating me this way? You know what I'm saying? Like, I had some issues at the time with certain people in my communities that were not treating me in a very healthy and a really good way. And be honest, some of these people were Christians. You know what I'm saying? They were like still, you know, to call themselves Christians and still dealing with some very, still harboring some jacked up racial tensions in their heart. Yeah, mm-hmm. this was here in South Carolina. You know what I'm saying? 2006. I'll never forget it. You know, the moments of what I was going through at that time, here, right here. And I was heartbroken. I'm like, why is this happening? And I was so angry. I said, God, why are these people treating me this way? Why is this happening and this happening? He said, what did you expect? Now, notice what I said. God said, because in my heart, when I'm quiet and I'm listening, I hear his voice. I hear a voice that's giving me the truth about my situation. And I have a choice in that moment to listen to it and receive it. And in that moment, he said, what did you expect? Like, seriously, he was giving me a question, and I had to sit with him and say, well, what do you mean? What do you mean, what do I expect? He said, why do you seek and expect such perfection from, from humanity, from people? Like, you, I mean, it was such, I realized in that moment, it was such a, it was such a silly expectation mm. to just say, well, you should know better. Actually, I don't know how you were raised. I don't know if dad was in the picture. I don't know if someone, you know, molested you when you were a kid, and that's why you're so clingy and doing all this other stuff, or you're confused, and one minute you're on with me, and next minute you're off. I don't know your whole story. And most importantly, I do not know what's happening in your heart. I don't know that. So why would I try to puff myself up like God and go around and put all these assumptions on Facebook about everybody and everybody around my life and just keep living in a place of assuming, 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 assuming so much about how people are thinking and, and, and interacting with us or this job was this and they only did this because, you know, they're just trying to whatever, whatever. You know what I mean? Like I hear people all the time creating these narratives that, yes, some of them are true, but there's a lot of them are not. There is studies that show that we have somewhere between 12,000 to like, I think, 60 or 80,000 thoughts a day. Two thirds of those thoughts are negative. So that means if you don't quiet your heart down and your mind and meditate in the mornings before work or meditate, go off and say, you know what, I'm not going to get into this topic with my wife right now or my friend right now or my coworker or my boss. I need to go deal with this myself first. And so that way, when I come back and respond, I'm responding in a way that is effective. I'm responding in a way, secondly, that's most important, in a way that does not deteriorate who I am. Those, those are really important responses. You know, because anything other than that, we're setting ourselves up to not only deteriorate ourselves and our image, we're also going to completely destroy the relationships that we also said I love them and I care about them, mm-hmm. but yet I unleash how I feel and how I think about things to them instead of going to God first so I can respond to them accordingly. You know what I'm saying? There's not a single person in my family that I have never felt something negative towards. Just being honest, that's, that's in every family, right? And in each of those moments, I had to make a choice. Do I want to let them feel what I feel? Do they deserve that? Do I want them to to, to have this whole nother perspective of me because I'm gonna lash out and crash on them or whatever. Do I really wanna do that? What matters most to me? Getting, getting my thoughts and feelings out of how I feel so that they know it and understand it 
in a way that's like negative and, and literally destructive mm-hmm. to the relationship, do I really want to do that? No. And there's people in my life, even outside of my family, that would look at me and be like, he doesn't seem to really care or he doesn't seem to really do as much. I pray about everything and I pray about everybody because not because I feel like they need it, I need it. I am to this day, almost 20 years of being a believer and a Christian, I am who I am today because of prayer. Because I went to God first and I said, God, I need you because I'm about to stab somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm just being real talk. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I have anger. I had I, I had so much anger and rage when I was a kid. You know what I'm saying? I saw it all the time. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, honest to say, I mean, there was anger that I saw growing up all the time. And what does a kid do? You absorb it. So what did that become for me? Brokenness. So now when I'm in a tense situation, or not so much now, but some every so often, definitely, you know, I'll be in a tense situation and I'll feel that same rage that I saw in my father, that same rage that I saw in my uncles or my brother or my sisters or even my mom, the dog, I don't know. I'm just saying like we absorb so much, Mm -hmm. but we also are born with all these same desires. These desires in our heart are what make us so who we are. You know what I mean? They, they, They are something that we all share. We all share love. We all share pain. We all share anger. We all share fear. We all share these desires. Right? So why would we expect everyone to just have it all together? Why would we expect that every person in our family and everyone around us would just get me, just get it? Mm-hmm. Communication is everything. How you respond is everything because not everyone's going to be able to read your mind and they sure as hell are not going to be able to read your heart because almost nobody can. Mm-hmm. We see the behaviors, we see the symptoms, and we just think everything must be okay. Or we see the behaviors, we see the symptoms, we're just like, oh, it's just temporary. They're probably just feeling and going through things like I am. That's an assumption. So yeah, you could be right, but you could be dead wrong. Mm -hmm. So what do we need? We need to respond in a way that gets our feelings and emotions in check. And to be honest, where am I at? What's what's actually the problem here? Yeah, and to do that, would you say it's fair to say to in your life, you definitely go to God first yeah. before responding in that situation and that relationship. Mm-hmm. And I would encourage our listeners to to pause. Yeah, it definitely it takes. It's a skill, I would say. Practice. Yeah, practice. I've still got a long way to go, but I actually, you notice a difference. You really do. Patience and communication, taking time before. You know, it's, it is childish to just lash out and respond, you know, and it's easy to do. It's what we want to do, but it produces nothing except what you said, which is destroying the relationship. Absolutely. And if you want to do that, the value of that relationship is, is not much, and that comes from the heart as well. So it is all connected together. You yeah. Know? And and I think it is good to, to get one step ahead of the game by knowing and understanding these mm. things and practicing and praying yes. about it. It really does make a difference in life yeah. and with your relationships. Um, no, you know, it's not going to be perfect, but it's definitely good stuff. I really think today was, was great yeah. with, with response. And, um, well, I love that you said that just yeah. because honestly, like we were saying earlier, and this yeah. is kind of a good caveat to throw in here. Yeah. Um, practice, you know, literally, as you're saying, preparation. Yeah. 
it's being proactive. I don't want to wait until something else happens in my family mm-hmm. that there's a stressful situation. We got a lot of things going on in my family right now. You know, yeah. different things going on that are uh, full of emotion. You know, very sensitive subjects. A lot of different things. You know, what I mean, a lot of families do. You have things that are, you know, a little little tense and challenging at times to talk about certain subjects, stuff of that matter, and. It's about being proactive. Like, why wait until something happens? Why not be praying on yourself now? Why not ask God, God, is there places in my heart where I'm assuming about people? Mm-hmm. Is there places in my heart that I'm looking at my life so wrong? You know what I mean? Because like, when I think about my life and just what God has been doing in my heart because I've allowed him to and been yielding myself to him and for him to reveal to me these areas of brokenness, these areas where I need truth in to understand what's going on in me and what's going on in my life. Like, my dad, as you know, almost died several months ago. You know what I'm saying? The only way I can explain who I am and why I am the way I am is because of this intimacy I have with God and my prayer life. You know, I know I have outsiders. You know, people that, you know, can look at my life and create judgments and say, you know, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? This, I, I literally do what I believe is the most powerful thing for me to do and what I believe God is asking of me to do. I do those things. And I'm not taunt, I'm not boasting in myself. I'm not boasting in these things really that I do. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to draw attention to the fact that if you know, there's a reason why I'm not emotionally all over the place. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why I'm not worrying and freaking out, you know, when dad was going through his whole ordeal. And even though I'm not there every single day to see the things that he's going through, you know what I mean? We talk and I tell him, I said, dad, I can feel you. I, I could see you, I can, I can hear what's going on. You know what I'm saying? And he appreciated that because he knows I'm praying in such a way that I'm connecting with him. I'm connecting with God. And in that place, I have so much peace, bro. I'm not worried. I have nothing, there's nothing for me to worry and fear about because God has already proven to me that he's keeping his word of how he's taking care of the family. Yeah, he, he, my dad's a human being. He's gonna make his own choices. He's gonna take his own approaches to things. He's gonna you know, take the time that he thinks he needs to to do certain things and whatever, but that's his story. That's his thing. Mm-hmm. I, w- I would like him to make some different choices here and there. I have my opinions, sure. But at the end of the day, whatever he's dealing with in his heart is between him and God. And that's where I pray and spend my time is that he could hear God, that God can, you know, show up in ways to reach him, to help him to wake up if he needs it, to help him to get stronger and in a way of thinking if he needs it, whatever he needs, I know where he can get it from. I can't give him that. I can't be there every day. I can't love everyone the way that they think and feel every day. I'm not God. None of us are. You know what I'm saying? But that's why we we need each other to be honest and true and to, to, to literally come alongside each other and love each other in the ways that we interact and encourage and build one another because we need it. There's so much negativity already in our brains and hearts. There's so much negativity in the world. I'm so sick of it that when I come home from a long day of work, I don't want to be running into more negativity. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you got an issue, my wife knows this. We talk about this. We try to We go to God with everything. She's like, I need a minute. I came home last night and uh, she was having a rough night. I said something, not last night. Yeah, it was last, I don't know, night before. And I said something, whatever, she, she had to walk out just to go take a walk, pray, clear her head. That's love. That's, I felt so loved, you know what I'm saying? Because she could have just blew up. Mm-hmm. She could have just said something and said words that she would regret. 
because she cherished and she valued this relationship more than what she and had a, and a deeper understanding of that than I'm just going to think about me and just let this all out right now on you. I'm going to afflict you because that's what we're doing. We're inflicting the people around us that love us and care about us. You know, we're, we're attacking our jobs because they're not seeing us and giving us all this value and worth that honestly we should be getting from God and from our family and friends and somewhere else, from ourselves even, most importantly. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're expecting our jobs to be our friends. We're expecting, you know, the, you know, the legal system, you know, to just do everything right. You know what I'm saying? I could preach an hour on that because yeah. I'm actually, you know, really irritated about that. I got a situation back home in my town where, you know, I know right now that somebody lied under oath. Yeah, I'll say it right here publicly. Somebody lied under oath. That pisses me off because that's a heart issue. You know what I'm saying? That's a self-control issue. That person could have made a different choice and they didn't. And you know what's going to happen? Probably nothing. Mm-hmm. Because we are, we have people who have desires and such in our heart. And I want to conclude with this because this is a huge pinnacle piece of this response piece. Okay, our heart fact is always going to be at enmity with God. Our heart is always, you know, going to want to do what it wants to do. So it's always going to want to do what it wants to do. Secondly, our heart is always going to want to protect self at any cost. At any cost, our heart will always deceive us and say, this way is the right way. This thing is the best thing to go ahead and say. Even if it's a lie, it's going to put you in a better light and it's going to save you from going through hardship. It's going to save you from having to go through struggles for being wrong and all this other stuff. You know, we justify lying. We justify so much to save our own necks. That's what our heart does. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I have seen it over and over and over again in my own heart, my own life. Our heart is self, self-serving and our heart is self-protecting. And if you don't believe me, just jump on social media, turn on the news and just listen. And what are people promoting? Self, 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 self. Do this for self. Do what makes you happy. Do whatever you want. Live your best life now. Do all this stuff out there. I'm not saying it's bad, but I'm saying there is such a focus on self that we're going to have a month for everybody before it's all over. <laughs> Black History Month, Jewish Month, Italian Month, Transgender Month. You know what I'm saying? Like we're just so sucked into so many of the self things, the things that really do matter, but they matter so little in comparison to how we're going to build these relationships. Mm. How are we going to create more peace, make more peace in this world? You can't if you're just thinking about self. Mm. Going forward into the next segment, into the next segment we'll record, which is time. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me, I guess, a little bit, just real quickly, some thoughts you've had about what that's going to look like for the last segment. Right. Time is, is something that just honestly, it feels, for a lot of people, it's a weight. And so we're going to talk about basically how that weight that we're feeling is what's also like, it's literally in step with our time. Mm-hmm. because like it feels so heavy and it's like it takes like if you think about like working out you kind of have to go all the way down and grab the bar and then you got to pull it up but typically nobody's like jerking it all the way up you know what i mean like really yeah. fast i mean you kind of like have especially if it's really heavy so the heavier it is kind of longer it takes to kind of pull it up so some people are dealing with certain things in their heart certain brokenness certain fears certain worries certain concerns um and they're trying to escape it and it's so heavy 
that by the time they can actually get it to a place where they feel a little more comfortable or feel whatever satisfaction they need, so much time is gone. Mm. Interesting. I can't wait for that. <laughs> um, I'm going to close us out. want to thank everyone yes. for listening. You can write us, email us, myconversationsoftheheart at gmail.com. Is that correct? Yes. And you can also check us out on Instagram at the Brad Cole. The Brad Cole. T H E Brad Cole. T H E Brad Cole. Thank you for listening. I'm gonna close this out. Dear Lord, thank you so much for this time that we've had just to talk and communicate, be honest about real things that go on inside of us and in the world. Um, we just pray for anyone that listened today that needed to hear this, and um, just thankful for for this time that we get to share together and just communicate and be honest. And um, we thank you for that. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Have a great day. Thanks yes. for listening. <laughs>